true story, swear to God, Dan, woke up last night at five in the morning, um, primarily because I had pizza at 12, which was a horrible decision. And like, I was angry at myself for doing it. Like, did you ever go to sleep mad? Cause you're like, why'd you eat that? You're pathetic. No, like, well, okay. Not, not ever, not one time ever in my life have I done that. I had shame and my, stu- <laughs> my stomach was all messed up and I woke up at like 5 a.m. And, uh, and I was struck with a song. Like, like, you know, they, like inspiration. Sometimes people wake up with the song. Right? Totally. Um, uh, Keith Richards famously said that the satisfaction riff literally came to him in a dream. He woke up and he was thinking, bah, 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 nah, nah, and he grabbed his little recorder that he kept by his bed. So there's a lot of famous songs, at least the genesis of it, a riff for a, a part of it came from uh, in divine inspiration like that. I too was struck with a tune. This song doesn't exist, and it was in my head when I woke up. Unfortunately, I don't think it's as iconic as Satisfaction, and I'd like to perform it here for the first time. <laughs> this Live is on the podcast. Yep, I'm not making this up. Okay, what do you um, got? It just came, I like woke up, and all of a sudden the song was in my head like on repeat forever till I fell back asleep. Here we go. It's me and your mama and a redneck bong. That's the way me and your mama get along. It's me and your mama and a redneck bong. And that's the way me and your mama get along. It's me and your mama. Like more <laughs> again and again Like and Adam again. McDonough style. I think <laughs> this song's called Redneck Bong. I don't know what a redneck bong is. I was going to say, what is a redneck bong? I don't know. I wish I knew. It is it was like lonely? divine inspiration, but I was hearing like a whole barbershop like, me and your mama and a redneck bong. And that's the way me and your mama get along. Me and your mama and like the whole world was just like i think you could sell that to trombone shorty (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but it's sad uh keith richards got satisfaction and i got redneck bong that's what was handed to me in my sleep well i mean i frequently wake up with music in my head too Mm -hmm. never anything of my own it's always somebody else's Uh lately it's been lady gaga so Hmm. you know yeah i feel your pain yeah, Redneck Bong. <laughs> Coming to Spotify soon. Um, I hope you like that. Please ask for it. Uh, we're we're going to cut that out and make it a soundbite. Yes, it's true. Um, Dan, welcome to Fresh Talk. Welcome back to Fresh Talk, Jamie. Yes, it's been a bit. It's been uh, like a month. No, you always tell me that, and I always think you're lying. <laughs> and I'm never wrong. Ro- I don't know wow. if it's been a month. Sometimes I get confused as to when they were posted. Last time we were bitching about Trump. I say we go Trump-free on this one if it's possible. Normally, Actually, let's talk about them real quick. Normally, I go scot-free, but today I will go Trump-free. Real quick, real quick, before we go completely Trump-free. Okay, it's, it's been two weeks. It's been Three a bummer. Weeks. It's been a bummer. It's been a doozy. And it keeps coming. That press conference that he dropped last week was disturbing. I, I don't find it funny. I find it truly disturbing. It was a weird stream of conscious, like, you don't do this. You may think this, but you can't do this. And he's just up there just tripping. Right? Stone Cold yeah. Chicken. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't make any sense. None of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we're not going to get deep into it, but it's just fabrications left and right, and mm-hmm. no one seems to give a shit. Yeah. Because it's becoming so commonplace now. Just the lies and the confusion and the weirdness and the funkiness that's just what we live in. We're still here, though, which is a plus. I mean, we haven't engaged in any nuclear warfare. Yet. Yet. But it's just, what a, what a loose cannon, man. What a loose cannon that motherfucker is. It's can, unreal. Can we please find something that's impeachable and just begin the process? I mean, there's I, there's stuff. I just don't feel like people are pushing for it. I mean, it's frustrating, you know? It's I mean, it's a slow, it's a slow process. I read an article this week that was talking about how Democrats are like 
trying to even back away from just impeachment talk at all because it's so unlikely to happen uh-huh. now that they don't want to blow their wad and have, like try it they're and waiting it, and it fails oh, and everybody's waiting. like fuck well, so they're waiting getting, for something yeah huge. well they're, they're they're waiting for something real that they can okay. actually there's, start the impeachment there's no process denying uh, something that there's no denying yeah if something fucked up happens with Russia or China or or his you know business impropriety like any of that stuff so, I a guess. stone cold slam dunk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're they're waiting for something like that. Plus they don't have control of the Senate or the House right now, so they would need more votes regardless. You know, in in all those different uh cabinet positions that got put in. I mean, that we talked about it extensively in my my anger towards that Betsy DeVos situation. Those cowards. Those and I'm I, 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 a Republican, Democrat, whatever you want to go. But in this p- particular situation, those Republican cowards that literally, literally put the welfare of our children and put the importance of education on the back burner to go along political lines when virtually none of them, if they're in their right mind, would admit that she's the right person for the position. There's hundreds of probably wonderful Republicans that would have done a great job. She bought that. She bought Of course it. she did. She bought bought it and and damn it those people didn't put their foot down and say you know what not this one you know like i'll sell out a little bit but it's become this terrible sport and this back and forth republican versus democrat no matter how bad the candidate is we have to vote for him it's it's so sad that that one really broke my heart because if there was any hope well of course that was the one yeah and there was the you know the historic first time that the vice president ever had to cast the deciding vote like i don't think the vice president normally votes because it was a tie it was a tie and pence had to come in and be like instantly i vote for it it's like Come on. I mean, it, it, it's it's very depressing. So we'll move away from that. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get away from the Trump thing. We'll return, I'm sure, a whole lot in the future. Um, <laughs> We've got four years of it. So Dan, on a more positive note, how have you been? I've been good. Um, oddly enough, this was President's Day weekend in America here. So uh-huh. we celebrated... Uh, by not going to work yesterday, yes. which was fabulous. It was the second four-day week in a row I had. So I had Lincoln's birthday was the week prior. Mm. So I had... Uh, president's taking care of you. For those that don't know that are listening, Dan works for the Ventura Unified School District. So therefore, he is very much in tune with scholastic holidays. Like <laughs> I don't get big. as many as the kids do, uh-huh. but, but I get a lot. You get a bit. I get a lot. You get a bit. You, yeah. So he's... He, which is, which is nice. So you, I assume, have been playing a whole lot of Half-Life. I have. I played uh, probably four or five hours of Half-Life yesterday. Um, but I hadn't touched it. It's been, it had been like a month, basically, since I had Longest played. Longest single session of gaming for you ever in your history of your life. Oh, easily eight hours, nine hours. I mean, yeah. it was when I was a kid. Yeah, but, yeah, of course. But yeah, uh, there was a time where you sat in front of a, a, a computer yeah, or a like game 10 system. 10 in the morning, and then you're like, how the fuck is it dark? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Yeah, you just do it all You've day. You've probably done that a lot. I mean, do we count the RV? Because yeah, <laughs> there were some long runs on that on those on those yeah. trips on those tours. God damn it! The song is back, dude. Redneck <laughs> it's, bomb. It's never just left. me and your mama and a redneck bomb, and that's the way me and your mama get along. You're right. That does. I could hear trombone. Yeah. Like maybe I could be in like a big old zoot suit, you know, just me and your mama and a redneck. You know? Yeah, get together with the, the cherry popping daddies and make something out of that. <laughs> the powerful new porno, cherry popping <laughs> J Man. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, um, dear. Aaron and I were talking the other day about. Um, we were talking. He's about, still alive. Yeah, he is. Wow, he's out there. He surfaces. Good every for once you, in a while. Um We were talking about the one joke that really uh, 
that uh, it's a shame that the bet wasn't a huge breakout smash because it really would have been a defining moment in comedy was the porno parody title that we had in there that just kind of is thrown off in the distance. You really have to pay attention to hear it. Stop or my mom will squirt. <laughs> I think I remember that. It's a good line. I mean, it's making fun of a real movie. The idea that somebody's actually in the position where he's trying to stop someone because his mom is about <laughs> to good. squirt. I mean, there's a lot going on there philosophically. Is he involved in, you know, is he stopping? Is he... And he, is Stallone in the movie? It's Stallone. Yeah, it's Stallone. <laughs> it was Stallone saying, yeah. stop or my mom will squirt. Wouldn't be the first time. Well, it's certainly moving into a deep podcast this week. Yeah, no, it's very... So you've been good all, all as well? Yeah, yeah, I've been good. It's been it's been really nice. Jacqueline had a friend out um, from D.C. over okay. the weekend, so did a lot of the, you know, Southern California stuff. I, too, had a visitor. My dad. Ah, uh, Mr. J. My dad came out. My dad came out. Um, He was here for um three days. And actually, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit in this podcast. This, uh, Your dad. Yeah, my dad. <laughs> um, but uh, he was out, and during the time... Is he, he building was, a wife out of Legos? No, no. <laughs> It's a distinct possibility, <laughs> not too far off in the future, that he could move into that. If you would see some of his more recent artistic work, my dad, for anyone that's listening, um, he dabbles in the world of painting and 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 sculpting and whatnot. And he's he's done a lot. Last time I went back, there's like a whole room that's like stacked to the ceiling with with work after work after work. But he's very avant-garde. His stuff is very. It's not like he's painting a renaissance fair made in, you know, walking through a park, you know, right. it's like splotches of paint and, you know, he'll screw nails into stuff and styrofoam cups. And it's, it's, it's cool shit. Huh. It's not for everybody, but right. you know, it's cool shit. And, uh, but he's not far off from building a woman out of leg. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> What's he building uh, in there? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, so, but while he was out and, and while Jacqueline's friend was out, man, oh man, um, California got hit with the worst Pummel. rainstorm. People are saying in like 15 years. I hadn't heard that number. Okay. I, I heard something pretty intense like that. I, mean, I could be wrong, but oh man, um, if you are listening to this and you don't live in Southern California, it was virtual for last Friday, which was about a couple days ago. It was chaotic. I mean, I know people listening to this are like, you fucking idiots are complaining about rain. Well, I was going to say, it's it's not like we didn't get a normal amount of rain mm. for everywhere else. Yes. But we got a lot for us, especially coming off of a six-year drought. And it's a place that can't handle that type of it rain. It does not so handle rain well. Literally, just imagine, even in the town we were, you were turning down streets <clears throat> that were just rivers of water just being flooded. There were not huge mudslides that took life but mudslides everywhere chunks of mud left mm-hmm. and right rivers swelling up um people were paddleboarding down the free, road yeah, you know yeah people were paddleboarding down the road freeways were closed i mean it was it was really gnarly and and it was within that time period that uh my dad was visiting and your friend was visiting mm-hmm. and i mean from an airport standpoint just a nightmare absolute nightmare canceled i mean it was crazy a couple of people lost their lives and, and, and somebody may be listening to this like, wait, what are you talking about? Like, no, for real. There was a rainstorm yeah. in Southern California. A couple people died. One hiker got washed away. Oh, really? Um, in Thousand Oaks area. Let me ask you this, Dan. Everybody knows that this huge storm was coming. How the fuck do you decide to go hiking either the <laughs> night before or the day of? That's just, I mean, am I right there? Like, that's just yeah. a horrible idea. 
all I wanted to do on Friday, in fact, all I did was come home, hang out with the dogs, and like watch the rain. Yeah. I didn't want to go anywhere. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't somebody go said, oh, I should go hiking. Never mind the fact that it's rainy and muddy and ravines and waters and rivers. Somebody went hiking and they died. That's and they nuts. were with multiple people. So imagine that moment of chaos and terror and panic that he was separated from them because they were together. He was with like three, four other people, I guess. So what happened? You know, like what type of rate rush of water? What was he doing? How did they not get swept up and taken away? And on top of it, how intense was that water that a hiker who probably is an a proficient swimmer, I would assume, an outdoorsman that he would drown. You know what I mean? Like, was it just a tidal wave of, I just, was he carried away? Could he, I mean, I don't know. I just kind of feel like if I was in a rushing river, I could sort of somehow make my way to the sides, but maybe that's just not how it works. You know? Well, the, I mean, when we get that amount of rain, the water flows really, really swiftly, mm. especially since we never get rain here. So it's full of mud and sticks and debris and uh, channels that don't normally fill up with water all of a sudden have water. So maybe it wasn't a spot that he was expecting to have to ford a river. But I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, you've, you've enlightened me more than I already yeah. knew. You know, some poor person got strapped in their car and got pulled down into like a, you know, a, a, a riverbed. You know, they were on a regular street and the Damn. water started flooding and they went down a small hill. And then, and then, and I imagine like you and I, I would like to think that if we got in a situation like that where water was rushing, we'd break some fucking windows. I mean, I'll do it. You know, I'm trying to get out of that car. If I'm elbowing it, if I'm headbutting it, if I'm trying to find something in my vehicle to smash, to have a chance to escape. But imagine if you're a 60 year old lady, well, you're not going to elbow out a window. You know, you're probably not no. carrying a, a hammer on you. And somebody said, um, that, uh, their, uh, somebody told me their grandfather, um, always carried a hammer under a seat. And I'm like, you know what? That sounds insane. But now I'm like, he, that person, there's a very good chance if they had a single hammer in their car would be alive because when they hit that water, they could have at least smashed their window and had a chance to swim out. out. Or, or as you're sinking, have a little air to get out or, okay, I'm underwater. Water's rushing in my car. I'm going to smash this bad boy. I'm going to do what I can to try and swim out of the vehicle versus right. being trapped. I mean, it's crazy. People literally died because of rain. Like, water's underestimated in the power and damage that it can do. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, everyone's like, fire. Water will fuck you up, too. Yeah. It's incompressible, so <laughs> you can't make it compressed down into a smaller space like air or fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really fucking powerful. I think in California, we sort of have an appreciation for it because of the ocean. And you learn, if you spend any time in the ocean, how fucking powerful it is the first time you get set in the spin cycle when you fall off your surfboard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you don't, I mean, if you're not a surfer and you just hike and you never yeah. see water like in California, yeah. Yeah. You don't realize. I mean, it'll take houses away. It's wild. Yeah. It's just wild. It's been a re- actually a really bizarre time. And on top of it, so the crazy rain comes Friday. You People have to understand, trees were uprooted. Three trees were around the corner from my house that just fell over. Straight up ripped yep. out of the ground. Um, So it was a real mess. And lo and behold, we got a day off. Mm-hmm. A day off. It rained Friday. Kept going Saturday. And uh, we had high winds, too. Uh, Sunday was chill. I believe, right? Wasn't Sunday yesterday? Until Sunday night. No, yeah, yesterday so maybe was Saturday. But I, bottom line is we only really got less than 24 hours and it started raining again and it's still raining now. It's much chiller. But it never rained. Like Friday was a lot. It was some, there were some periods of really hard rain, but it never felt like, oh fuck, it's actually pouring mm. like 
for a long time. It seemed to be mostly gentle rain. Mm. It was just a lot of it. It just didn't stop. I mean, there's still puddles in my backyard, you know. It's wild. Yeah. And all I could think of, and I'm not the only person that thinks of this, our good friend Rennie Potter from back in the day uh, hit me up because I haven't heard Rennie. from her in a while. And it's a damn shame that Army of Freshmen was not and is not bigger because we yeah, no wrote shit. a song called It Never Rains in Los Angeles. We did indeed. And the chorus is, it never rains in Los Angeles, but now it looks like I'll drown in it. I think anyone that listens to this podcast has probably heard that song. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, first off, it's a good song. It's, <laughs> it's, one, it's one that I am proud of in yeah, our canyon. Good, I think it's one. a really good song, really catchy. There's some clever lyrics in it. Young Bride getting played by a man like a B-side. It's a good line. Sorry, step to me on that one, anyone that writes lyrics. Young Bride getting played by a man like a B-side. First person to ever say that a guy was hustling a chick and treating her like the B-side of a single. Next level shit there. I don't go there often, but that's a good one. Point being is, catchy song, and it's all about, it never rains in Los Angeles, but now it's drowning and there's a flood. God damn it, Dan. God damn it. If we were Blink-182, they'd pull that every single time. They'd never stop playing it. They would never stop playing it. Every year when rain comes to Los Angeles in January, February, we'd just get sick royalties it'd be like it would be a reoccurring hit they'd have to put even if it was bumpers even if it was bumpers on the news it yeah. would be like all right let's take a break it never rains in los angeles i mean our placement our, agent our bmi would just go through the roof every single year and then then it would be an anthem with this past storm like it's just crazy mm-hmm. and unfortunately we're not in blink 182 so no. nobody says i gotta pull up that huge army of freshmen song about raining in los angeles yeah we wrote an anthem and no one knows well i mean we were one for two we got you know down at the shore in the jersey shore i think that's pretty good that is good that is good <laughs> and they put our little name on the corner that was, <laughs> neat. that was neat in the little corner by army of freshmen yeah it was there Look those days up. i thought it was a big deal getting on shows like that back in the day that yeah. was really exciting you know yeah so i thought about that a lot and apparently i'm not the only one and i'm proud of that and i'm a tweet about it <laughs> you and one other person. Yeah, totally. Oh, so I guess two. I did I listen to the too. song though, and I'm like, "Fuck, this is a good <laughs> ass song." Not so bad. That's pretty jamming tune. You know, a lot happened in there. Good stuff. And we actually, um, so 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 segue. We wrote that. Um, may not be known, but we wrote that with Brendan Brown of the band Weedus. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And guess what? Weedus came to L.A. for the first time in God, maybe a decade. Uh, a long time, long time. Opening up for an artist you're a fan of, yep. M. Dodie or Dowdy? Dodie, da- I don't know. He didn't say. Nobody knows. Um, uh, and he came to the Troubadour, and a bunch of us went to see him. Uh, Kai and I went down. Owen went down. A good friend of ours, Josh Burnell, went down. Dan, you didn't. I didn't go down. You pulled that, i got to work in the morning. You know what I did the next morning? What would you do? I went to work. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and you know what? I did, too. But I still managed to go. You missed out. You missed out. I told you earlier, I'm going to tell you on air in front of six people. Six people. <laughs> great show, man. Great show. Of course it was a great show. I have Weedus. always been a huge fan of him as a songwriter. I find him to be very underrated. Um, I, I'm just a fan. You know, I, I love what he does. I love his lyrical direction. I love a lot of his melodies. It was They did it a three-piece, so it wasn't full band Weedus. It was uh, Brendan. It was Matt. And it was his uh, current girlfriend, who I believe is Gabrielle. I Gabriel? think I believe so. Gabriel, Gabriel, three piece. They were tremendous. They got a really nice reception, and nobody gets a nice reception in LA. So that was cool. Much like the Army Freshman B side, 
you never get a nice reception in Los Angeles. Because now you have nothing. Everybody gives you the finger and gives <laughs> you the fist. We did fine in LA. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a, come on. Work with <laughs> um, but it was a great show, man. You really would have liked it because I would say that you and I, and you had to tell me, but you were the guy that turned me on to Weedus, which... Yeah, in the, in the last episode. In the last episode. <laughs> we learned. We learned the revelation. Um, but oh, it was a great show, man. It's, I just enjoy his music so much and god can he sing that motherfucker man he was doing those he, he was having a lot of fun he was shredding on the guitar he was singing and it was just nice it was really nice to go to a show and i don't go to a lot of shows anymore and i made it uh 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 oath to myself if that's the right word mm-hmm. that new year's resolution how about that i'm gonna go to a show at least a show a month because last year i caught no shows and i've been on it i saw mxpx in january I saw Weedus in February. I saw Peter Yarrow from Peter Paul and oh, yeah. Mary. Talked about with it last, my dad. T- last episode. Saw him. And then I'm getting ready to go see, drum roll, Doo-doo. this week, Kai and I are going to see Jarrett Reddick from Bowling for Soup. Oh, fuck yeah. homie acoustic in LA. So I'm, I'm rocking three shows this month. What do you think he's going to play? Is he going to play Soup songs? Is he going to do like Jarrett stuff? That's a great question. That's a great question. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. I know that the little Lucy, ad, what do you, what's your insight on this? The Lu- little the ad said that it's storytelling and background stuff. So I assume we're going to get oh, a little okay. bit of everything. So I think it's, like it's going a, to be great because he's a great storyteller. It's like a VH1 or, Crossroads. Yeah, totally, totally. So I, I'm, and it's not a tour. He's only like doing two shows. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but Bowling for Soup is doing some touring this year. They're playing okay. some shows in the states. Um, but I think. Uh, uh, I my, my guess is, and I don't know for a fact. I kind of want to surprise him, you know. I want to just show up and, like, you know, like sit, get grab a seat in the front row and just fucking yes, you know, just like I gotta tell you, Jay, man. If there's one way to keep a secret, it's to put it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, this ain't supposed to be on the internet yet, dog. <laughs> Ever since you came up with this, where <laughs> where we are, <laughs> like, if you watch, I want. I, I'm going to be honest here. I'm going to be right. for a second. If you watch Fresh Talk in this new. God finagled system Dan has. It used to be a straight podcast where it still you is. wouldn't listen to this until we decided to post it. <clears throat> right. But Dan has this new thing where he throws it up online, um, where you can visually see us in the barrage where yeah. we record. Streaming live on Facebook. Streaming live on Facebook. And a couple people that find out that it's happening get to watch it. And a handful of people every week watch it before we release it. For, is that fair to say? Like before we actually upload it in all the, the... Yeah. The majority of our listeners listen to it as a podcast. Correct. Of three or four people have now found out your little trick that it's online and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I only post it on Facebook and Twitter. There you go. So, um, and I don't because I don't know usually when we're doing these, you know, so... I do a day of. Uh With that said, if you are watching this, and I'm going to look into the camera so you know, and I don't, again, you have 18 fucking screens Look at the camera, (laughs) J-Man. Yeah, but what's this one over here? That's the live feed. Look at that. That's... With the blue lights, look at the camera. That's the camera. That's where it is. Yeah, yeah. I like the camera. So <laughs> I will now do all the podcasts. <laughs> oh. So this point, is great audio, by yeah, the way. Point is, we are not um, as fat and pale as the camera shows. <laughs> no. I promise you, I'm We're looking at Dan right now. Devilishly I'm handsome. I'm looking at Dan, and Dan doesn't look as chubby as he does on the thing. And and I'm looking at me. And I'm not that pale. Appreciate like, it, Jamie. I'm not like you know ready to go hit the beach or anything. But my God, I look like I look like Casper. Well, you are very friendly and ghostly. <laughs> the friendly host. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm, I'm bummed out on that. You're, we gotta put a tint on or something, Dan. It, you want me to put a filter on there? Make us skinny and dark. And I, that's weird. You want to be Ethiopian? No, I mean like <laughs> I want to be what I am. 
and an Italian. <laughs> All skinned Italian. <laughs> Shredded. Give us some abs. You're too. not as Italian as you yeah. think you are. Me- meanwhile, these people are listening to this saying, what the fuck are they talking about? Once again, I will explain it to you. You can watch Press Talk live. And, and what's scary about, what I don't like about this is we used to say some real fucked up stuff. Yeah. And we had the ability to, John, in the old studio to edit it out. Like, yo, dude, you probably want to take that out, you know? But now it's, we're unhinged, right? I mean, if yes. somebody watches this and, and you launch into one of your tirades about the Jews, we're, we're screwed, right? <laughs> Everybody will know you're a huge anti-Semite. Everybody will know that I'm a Jewish anti-Semite, yes. <laughs> the worst kind. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> it's like the Chappelle bit. Where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. That's a, uh, that show, man. Oh, it was so good. Piece, every it was so good. Well, so, uh, yes, we do this live, and I'll tell you the benefit of doing this live. I saw that Lucy popped in, Lucy Murray, good friend, and I was like, Lucy, what, what do you think is going to happen at the BFS show? And she says... It's not the BFS show. It's a Jarrett Solo show. At the Jarrett Solo show. Uh-huh. And she says, she bets that he'll do BFS songs, but Linus is going to be there, so you'll probably get some Jarrettus. And he used to play every week in Dallas, and she used to go see him. So that's why he watched live. Oh, wow. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks and for, Rachel. Thanks. Spoiler alert, Lucy. Thanks so much. Just for, don't, thanks for ruining my show. She's one of those type of people that put the set list on, like, I'm going to see so-and-so tomorrow night. Oh, this is what they're going to play. Rachel, thanks, Lucy. Rachel says she's going to his show in a bit. Please don't tell him that Chris is coming. Thanks. Okay. That's so, all you got to do. So she's going to the Fullerton one. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. She's another one of those set list spoilers. How dare you? She's the original set list spoiler. How dare you? She'll, put, she'll wear that She's badass lovely. jacket with all that history, and the set list will be on the back. It's the worst. Can't so, even go to a show and stand behind Rachel Clare because the set list is on her back. Don't look at her Instagram. Actually, do look at her Instagram. It's really good. But that's not going to happen. She's okay. too nice. Fair enough. I wish she was going tomorrow night. I'd like to see her. Maybe, she, maybe she'll surprise you. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Just tell me the set. Anyway... <laughs> So, yes, you're going. You never get the sets in Los Angeles. That is true. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Dan, with all of that said, it's been raining. <laughs> That's what's been going on. So, so we've talked about nothing. I'm over it, though. I'm over the rain. You're done with like, the rain. I, 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 the things have been really positive lately for me. I had a really good week last week, and like the weather's not matching my mood. Is that because I, you, you're, you're bummed, you're tired of it, because that means you don't sell as much water? Because water's <laughs> falling from the sky. If, 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 spoiler alert, I have a part-time job at a water company and I sell bottled water. I'm not proud, but a man's got to eat. You know? so, but Dan, it sounds like Dan's going to buy a reverse osmosis system off me, which I'm very excited about. Yeah, you make me the right deal. We'll talk. <laughs> I'll hook you up. <laughs> all right. Poor Dan. Dan's old school. He has all these like weird Brita filters. Like He has terrible by, tap water. Not by choice. I read a house. And, oh, it's so sad. But he was kind enough to facilitate tea, or no, his missus. My was kind lovely girlfriend to was facilitating nice tea. enough to facilitate you too. Fast too. Credit where credits too. That is good. It's good tea. Well, Dan, oh, with that said, everybody's here now. Hi, everyone. Oh, we got some friends in there. Sarah, house. Rachel, Kate. Hello. Cool. Well, I'd like to reiterate, I am not as pale as. This. <laughs> Oh, jeez. At any rate. Wouldn't it be awesome if we were pale and extraordinarily overweight and you were like, it's, well, you've already done it. Like, don't let them <laughs> oh, know. No, I, I did put the Funhouse mirror filter on. <laughs> oh, totally. So, I, a lot of music in my life lately, which I'm glad about. Again, seeing, I mean, I'm talking about, first off, two people that um, are very important to our career. 
two people that we yeah, toured with extensively. Absolutely. I mean, we, I mean, Bowling for Soup were our, they were our, uh, they kept us alive, like single handedly. Yeah, we were proteges to them. I mean, I, I, I it can, you know, they taught us so much about being on the road. And Brandon is somebody that we've done a lot of co we were, co-wrote with both those people. So it's we great did. to see both of them in an acoustic setting out in our part of the world, which is really good. Now, Dan, talk to me about music. Anything you're rocking, anything you're listening to lately that's been happening for you? Uh, well, I do listen to a lot of music that you don't like, okay, because it's mostly electronic and um, instrumental, and you know my girlfriend hates it also, so mm-hmm. I don't get to listen to it around her very often. Okay. I've been exposed through some of my coworkers to some new stuff that I'm enjoying, okay, um, but it's kind of DJ techno-y. Fill us in on this garbage, <laughs> Ernest Ernest Gonzalez. I dig him. Okay, um, lights the girl from Canada that I've mentioned a few times. She had a new. You know, featured on songs, so like some DJ did this song and she was featured on. And it was, you know, it's nice to hear her because she's really, really talented. Okay. Like she can sing her, if she had balls, she would sing them off. Mm. Um, super talented voice. And Maybe she did and she did. Good for her, man, if that's what happened. If you can sound like that, shit. Um, other than that, I really haven't discovered any new music lately, but I haven't been looking. As I've mentioned before, most of my listening is podcasts. Right. So I really have to be either out of podcasts or in just the music mood to listen to something, in which case I listen to something I already know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I fall is. victim to that constantly. Yeah. I, I'm not branching out as much. Yes, I know. We, we need some good advice on that. There's we need, any we need good music out there. Yeah, we really do. We really do. He, he occasionally finds something and he'll text me like, dude, hey, I know you're not listening to a lot of stuff right now, but check this out. He's usually right. I mean, he, he brought yeah. me the Mountain Goats, which are such an important band to me now mm. that I didn't even know about him two years ago. So, yeah, he, he gets the job done with his picks. There's no doubt about it. And we, we need him to come on and kind of catch us up with what's been happening musically. We can probably arrange yeah. that. Well, Dan, one of the things I wanted to talk about today, if there's not that we have a topic, if you will, but what do you think of late night shows? Are you a late night show guy? There, there's a, there's a method to my madness here, but are, okay. do you like late night shows? I will give you the kind of late night show watcher that I am. Okay, that is, I watch them on YouTube when they post them the next day. So I watch. You don't this, watch the whole show though. You just like a I don't. Bit or I don't. I don't. I, I don't have cable, so okay. I don't watch. I don't have any live television okay. because it's too damn expensive for what you get. And B, like they all put them on YouTube, so I can watch. Not that I can't watch last week tonight because I have an HBO Go account, mm. but I they put the twenty minute segment up so i see you know john oliver's open mon- opening monologue or main topic for 20 minutes which is probably the main reason anybody watches those right for they, the they, most part they get the comedy at the beginning i mean those the actors and stuff coming on they're just pushing something I yeah mean, well so i guess john oliver's not a good example because it's not your it's yeah, not a late really night show counts. yeah so but but colbert same thing conan same thing i watch kind of the opening thing there's a lot of them now there are it used to not be like that. There's there were, a lot of them. There were three, right? I, I'm going to throw out what's on right now that I would consider late night. Okay, we have Jimmy Kimmel. We have Conan O'Brien. Yep. We have Colbert. We have James Corden. We have Seth Meyers. We still have Carson Daly, who's on at like four in the morning or something. He's still going. That's six right there. I mean, good for him. I don't know who his audience is. That's six. And you can start moving into other directions in terms of like like John Oliver. He kind of has a bit of that feel, even though he's once a week. Bill Maher has a bit of that feel. You start getting... Uh, But yeah, those are, again, two very different... They're not like late night shows. But there's... You know, it's there's it's a, a there's a lot a out there. There really is. It's not like the old days where there was two, literally. 
literally, it was like, you know, what was Carson? Yeah, it was Carson and Letterman. That was it. Or I mean, whoever was before And then Letterman. everybody got in on the game and started to have their own. And, and there's failed ones that have come. And Comedy Central has, oh, we didn't even talk, uh, The Daily Show with yeah. Trevor Noah, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's a daily show, right? It's I mean, not like a late night show. Uh-huh. I feel like that's just kind of a okay. specific category, and I already broke it by saying that well, last I, week tonight. But I bring this up because my dad, who was visiting um, in his retirement, lives for these, doesn't has, he? Has turned into a late show nut. Now, this is his game, and I think this is most people's game. He doesn't stay up and watch the shows. He doesn't, you know, my dad's not up till two in the morning watching late night shows, right? He DVRs them or TiVos them or whatever you want to call it. And he watches them in the morning. You know, he wakes up and he it, they become morning shows for him in a weird sense. You know, you know, have breakfast and he catches up on the late night shows. And Dan, he watches like some people have the one guy they like. Ah, I'm a so-and-so guy because they are pretty repetitive. In talking to him and spending some time with him, he was out here for three days. We just ran around, did a bunch of stuff. It was was a great trip. A pleasure to just spend a lot of one-on-one time with my dad. Really nice. Um, But I learned things about him, and I learned that he watches, dare I say, an unhealthy amount of late-night shows. Like He like records like all of them. Really? Like He's just in he just likes the comedy he likes the monologue and what he does is what he tells me i'm like dad if i'm doing the math right you spend eight hours a day watching late night shows like maybe you should look into a part-time gig you know um he said no 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 he's like i'll you know watch the top to get the comedy get the monologue and then if i don't like the guest i just pass you know like i don't really so i think a lot of people do that they don't really care much about the interviews unless it's somebody's interested in whatnot so so he probably does a lot of fast forwarding, watches the monologues, and I don't think he tapes all of them, but he's a pretty religious, like Conan, Kimmel, Corden kind of guy. My question to you is, out of all those guys we named, who's your fave? If you could only watch one, literally you didn't have access to any of the other late night shows. Well, I, I mean, I can, and I'm not even a late night show fan. I'm not a big fan. I can kind of tell you that that's what's happening to me right now because I, I don't have access to them. I don't watch them regularly. I mean, I could download them. I can watch them on YouTube. The one that I watch with most regularity, which isn't a lot of regularity, is Colbert as The Late Show uh-huh. for his opening monologues. And because of who he is, I mean, he's not his character, Stephen Colbert, yeah. like he was on The Colbert Report. But he's still very good and still very funny. Mm. Um, I was a big Conan dude for a long time. Yeah. I can't say I loved Johnny Carson, but I love Johnny Carson posthumously. <laughs> I, like, um, I, I, I think Conan is the best. I mean, it, pound for pound, if I had to watch a show, I, it'd probably be Conan. It's hard to I pass barely, up a guy that wrote on The Simpsons. Yeah, exactly. And all the great characters, like the masturbating bear, and you know, um, but uh, and the Walker Texas Ranger lever. I mean, that's uh, but but yeah, I don't watch Monterey. a lot. I just kind of get it here and there. Maybe I'll catch a funny bit online or something like that. So, um, with that said, here, here's my story. The old man came out to visit, and the we he has a student that um, is no longer a student. Uh, and his name is Ari Blau, and he works on the James Corden show. Oh no, shit! He's a comedian. Serious. Um, what would you? Orthodox Jew is not the right word, but who's like what's somebody that really practices Judaism? Like like. 
goes to temple and go visits Israel and has a deep belief in it. Is there a word? Very Jewish. <laughs> so, so well, there's different there's different branches like there are with Christianity. So there's like Reform Judaism, which is what I grew up in. There's mm. um, Conservative Judaism, which is a bit more focused. Mm. That's probably it. Sounds like what he is into. His faith's like very important. Orthodox. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So I, probably a conservative Jew. I, I only say probably that. hates women. Okay. Now he's getting married. So <laughs> at any rate, he's getting married. He's going to spend some time in Israel. So my dad wanted to. Um, see him while he was still working on this show in case it's something he doesn't do in the future because number one he's a huge late night fan and Ari was one of my dad's favorite students a huge fan and he introduced me to him and I've met up with him he's just a wonderful guy he's very funny he's a writer he's a comedian like he's somebody that has a lot of potential it's hard to come out here and get a job in a late night show and this this kid he managed did, did it you know so he's working his way up the chain very funny I think you'll see a lot of him as a comedian Um, and uh, with that said he uh my dad came out because he wanted to see Ari and Ari was able to hook it up, you know, like get my dad to go to the show. That's awesome. So it then became, well, let's do two late nights. You love Kimmel. You love Corden, right? Ari can hook us up and get us tickets for the James Corden show. Um, what if we just submit for the regular tickets for Kimmel and we'll do back to back nights at the late night? Like yeah. that's what my dad likes to do. And he can go, you know, okay, cool. So we do it. I get regular Jimmy Kimmel tickets. Now, point of my story is it was two dramatically different experiences. The Kimmel show, you submit for the tickets online, they verify it, and he films on Hollywood Boulevard. He films at a theater right in the thick of it. Real deal, right? But when you're one of those audience members, they treat you very nice, but it's very much like a cattle herd. You're waiting outside for probably well over an hour, hour and a half. They let you in. Then you're waiting in like the lobby to get in the studio for probably another 30, 40 minutes watching clips on a screen. Then you get into the actual theater, which is a lot smaller than you would ever imagine. You know, pretty small. Yeah, they they are way smaller than they look. Yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, And then you get the warm-up comedian who comes out and they tell you all this stuff and they, they, you know, they try and pump you up. They really, they, they, they're really going for that. We need you freaking out. We need you going nuts. We need you just rocking and rolling. And, and primarily you're surrounded by a bunch of people that are tourists. Yeah. You're primarily surrounded. They fill those audiences with people that are on vacation and, and, you know, hey, looking for a thing to do. Let's go to a taping. Or they're big fans of the show. And while they're out there, they want to do a taping. It's cool. It's great. Yeah, it's like going um, to the Price is Right. It's like a rite of passage. Yeah, exactly. And there I am with my pops. And, you know, <laughs> he's on vacation going to this. So we, um, we do the Kimmel Show. And this is where things get real bizarre. Okay, ready for this? We're sitting there. And we're, I'm enjoying myself. You know, it's an experience, but I just, there's such a lack of freedom with it. You know, like you are stuck in that seat. Like literally, only way you're getting out of that seat is if there's an, a medical emergency. Like you cannot leave. It's a live, well, it's not live, but it's, you know, they're taping. It's live it, to like, tape. Yeah. Um, so we're sitting there and they're doing a bit and it's a Tony the Tiger bit and this guy one of the guys on the show wins an award for creating the Tony the Tiger serial and I'm sitting there and they're playing some music and I'm like oh my god I know that song I'm sitting in the audience okay it's background music in the background Mm -hmm. Dan it's a song from the bet was it 
an original piece of music. Sneaky Beach? I wish. (laughs) This original piece of music that we commissioned, our composer gave it to us. Now, Dan, when you commission original music, that means that the music was written for that project and was not previously used. (laughs) And we (laughs) essentially have... Things getting a little weird here, right? Yeah, I think we, I, I have an idea of where this is going. We essentially have the rights to that song. Yeah, you, He's the you, writer. You bought it. He's basically. the writer, but yeah. we bought it. You know, this is our music, and if you would like to use this in a project, oh my God, Dan, of course, I'd be happy if somebody wanted to use music that we owned in a project, right? But you need to come to us to have the permission. You know, you can't just... I thought you were Italian. Do it. Not Russian. I'm doing my... Okay. Uh, <laughs> I went doing... um. That was Tony Montoya from Scarface. Oh, so now you're Cuban. But played by an Italian. <laughs> but played by an Italian. Right. So, okay. So, anyway, so I'm sitting there, and I know it's our jam. I know, I, you know, you can imagine as we were making that movie, we spent hours listening to the music. It's ours. That's a piece of music in our film. So, now, I'm just some asshole in the stands. And I'm half tempted to stand up and be like, excuse me, uh, Mr. Kimmel. Yeah, totally. Uh, You know, you just stole my shit there, Jim. Like, what the fuck is that all about? But can't do that. So I'm sitting there, I'm baffled. So I go down and as they're cattling us out afterwards, I had a fun time, it was a cool show. Literally, I saw the warm-up comedian. I'm like, hey, man, how do I get a cue sheet? Cue sheet is the piece of paper that is submitted to the publishing companies verifying what music is used in a particular project. Because there are two things here. Um, the composer hoodwinked us and essentially said, oh yeah, it's yours. And we called it the bet baseball music. Yet he gave it to the Jimmy Kimmel show and it's called Jimmy Kimmel award music. So it's two pieces of music that are registered, but it's the same piece of music. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So we would get paid when it's in the bet, but when it's on Jimmy Kimmel, it's got a different title. They have no idea. Of course. Kind of crooked, to be frank. To be frank, The other thing is, it could be a pure accident. This is somebody, and he's a great guy and a great composer. I'm not going to mention any names. I mean, he's really talented. He's a sweet guy. He's nothing but good to us. We put him through hell. He was awesome. But he could have written so much music over the years that is now spread out in so many different places, Dan. It's just everywhere, right? That occasionally a piece of music slips through the cracks. Maybe his manager gave it to the Kimmel show and didn't realize that it was used in another piece of music. I mean, literally, these are guys that are working on a thousand different things and music just floods. Mm -hmm. That's option two. Hey, he wasn't trying to do us bad, just something fell through the cracks. Um, I... or option three is the Jimmy Kimmel show stole copy written music and used it. In other words, it is ours, but let's be honest. That do doesn't you think, seem likely. Do you think CBS is going to fuck that up where I can call up and say, hey, it's the J-Man. We got a problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, cut a check for 10 G's and it's all good. Yeah, you know, It's not likely. There's a really good chance that. Really um, good chance you're lowballing CBS. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a real good chance that somehow things got mixed up, whether option A, where he had it registered under two different names, or just a mix-up, and the piece of music got used and was done previous, and he didn't realize it, or after the fact. So as I talk to you, I need to do some research. I need to get to Jimmy Kimmel and get 
not him, but somebody at his show and get a cue sheet. And I can look and it'll tell me who owns the tune. And if the tune says it's owned by the composer, well, something fell through the cracks and we just ask him to, hey, can you please update the cue sheet to, you know, Goldie J music? And hey, whoop de doo in a couple months, Aaron and I'll get a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. you know? Um, if it says that it is registered to us, well, that's awesome. Great it's news. Done. It's done. We need to talk to somebody and find out how the fuck we got ripped off, you know, because you pay somebody to use something like that, right? Mm. I'm sure they don't pay much, but now because you used it, we can set the price. Normally, maybe it's a hundred dollar payment, but yo, you took it. You didn't ask us. That's an original piece of music that we don't want used anywhere but in our film, you know, make it right. Um, or three, it says owned by CBS and the date on <laughs> it is hoodwinked. before our date, meaning I need to shut the fuck up because we stole music from CBS, right? <laughs> so there's a lot of options here. It could be any of everything I just told you. Um, the ultimate play is this. I talked to our old manager, Michael Davenport, who's involved in licensing, and he said, perfect world, they accidentally ripped you off. Perfect world. Accidentally. CBS wasn't trying to screw you. Something fell through the cracks, but they used that after you signed your deal, and it needs to be updated to you. Great. You contact ASCAP. You know, update it. But you say, hey, we don't want any beef here. We're excited that you used our music. We would like this to be the start of a relationship. Of course. I happen to be in this band that has a catalog of five records worth of all sorts of music with instrumentals and anything you can shake a stick at. Could we Please do a, get Big Bar on Steel on there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can we do a, a blanket deal just like we did with MTV when they used a bunch of our sure. stuff on those reality shows? And hey, we get some BMI. That's it. That's it. You know, hey, you don't need to pay us to use it. Just use it. Give us credit. And, Pay us. And, give us royalties. And, and give us royalties. Um, so, Dabby, I think that's a real smart call. And if they did screw us, I assure you, that's the conversation I would have. I wouldn't be like, I'm getting a lawyer and suing you for fifteen hundred bucks. I'd be like, Yo, let's do business. You know, <laughs> like let's do business. You sound like Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Let's do business. Exactly. Combo. Yeah, a little chili pepper. Chili pepper. <laughs> chili pee. Chili pee. Um, so uh, we'll see how that plays out. I'll keep you posted. But with everything I just told you, the, the irony of this is, Dan, if I didn't go to the taping, and keep in mind, it's the first taping I've ever been to yeah, of Jimmy Kimmel. How many Kimmel. years has this been running? What are the odds? <clears throat> is that weird? You got to admit, that is bizarre. To be sitting in a show, eh, with my pops, we're enjoying the taping, and all of a sudden, do, 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 do. That's my song. Now, it's not my song. I didn't write it, but I owned a bitch. You bought it. Yeah. I own it, and it's being used. Somewhere, something isn't right in this story. Whether it's accidental, whether it's dirty, it's either the composer has all the credits and he's just using it everywhere. We got ripped off and we should have had the credits or CBS has the credits and we stole it from CBS and now I got to shut my mouth because CBS could come and say, (laughs) yo, get that movie, that, that music out your movie. We bought that two years ago. What does your gut say it is? Knowing that this gentleman, this composer, who I will not name, is a solid dude and we've had a great relationship with him. Everything I know about him is good. It's not somebody where I'm like, Dan, it was a little weird. You know, I have no reason to believe. He didn't like try to sell you Phillies tickets or anything, did he? <laughs> no, no, he did not. <laughs> it seems, at first blush, given everything you've said, 
uh, my first gut instinct was that he just submitted it twice. After you vouch for him, it seems like something fell through the cracks. Like you said, maybe a management or an agent like just gave it to somebody. He's like, ah, I, I. didn't know that he used it in the he movie. Because he probably wrote a ton of shit, yeah. and he's got it out there, and he's selling it, and somebody buys one. Oh, okay, we'll take that off he the list because somebody bought it. 10 years ago and never thought it got used and said, hey, it's an original piece of music. Or forgot that whoever submitted it, like, had it and didn't know, you know. It sounds like he didn't know. Yeah. It doesn't sound like nobody I knew. I don't think he was... <laughs> Uh, did us dirty. I think it was an accidental somewhere through the cracks. But where did it land? You know what I mean? Like it's, you, you don't know. Hmm. So I got to get a cue sheet. Once I find the cue sheet, I find the mystery of so, he hoodwinked us, CBS hoodwinked us, or I stole something from CBS. Or you owe somebody some money. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. <laughs> Luckily, since we have so many listeners at the CBS network, you know, it all works out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was just a real bizarre thing, man. I mean, is that the coincidence? I, so I how don't do you get watch a cue? So you, your warm-up guy didn't give you a cue sheet. He was like, oh, you can find a producer in the lobby as the security is escorting us out. You stole from me, Kimmel! I mean, come on, get tasered, you know? I just got to find a number. (laughs) better story, though. Yeah, I got to find a number or a contact. I mean, it'd be easy. The music supervisor, no problem, man. Who's a cue sheet? It's not like it's a secret or anything like that. Right. But that will tell me what that song is called and what it's registered as. And I believe, Dan, it wasn't a one-time thing. Those late night shows reuse stuff and recycle stuff. Constantly. They shit those bits out so Constantly. quick. I'm telling you right now, mark my words. That was used before. That was you. If it was used once, I didn't get lucky. I didn't just walk into a studio the one night that they used 15. So there's no way. I wouldn't be surprised if I looked that up and come to find that that piece of music has been used 10, 15, 20 times. And if we got screwed. All those royalties need to get reverted to us, even if it was only 20 bucks. Um, but if we did the screwing unwittingly, regardless, we weren't given correct information. Even if it was something that was an accident, sure. that was not an original piece of music for our film. Somebody either took it after our film or it was used prior somewhere else. So it's going to be an interesting little story. But can you believe I'm just fucking sitting there? <laughs> I mean, it's cra- it was crazy. It was just, You couldn't make that shit up. You know? So part two. The next night, we go see James Corden and our buddy Ari, who I was telling you about, the super nice guy that my dad taught. It was night and day, Dan. Our experience was night and day. Like, we roll up this time, we check in at the line, and we're getting ready to go into cattle, and then Ari says, no, 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 you go to the main lobby. We go to the main lobby at the network. Boom, right there, the big prices, right things there that you were talking about, you know, like, and an assistant comes down, gets us, we get badges, bring us back. I'm like, this is the shit. Yesterday I was in line on Hollywood Boulevard, like all the hobos begging for change, freaking us out. And now I'm at the same time doing the same thing, but I'm backstage. The assistant comes and gets us. They walk us to the green room. No shit. Legit. Non-exaggerating. So there's me and my dad in the green room for the James Corden show. The green room is the hangout room before you know, guests and whatnot go on air. So there's a bar there, open bar. You just walk up and they didn't have a lot, but it was like, Hey, you want a cocktail? Whatever you need. Cool. It's all here. So, you know, people are just boozing, you know? Um, and then there's three doors. The three doors are the guests. 
the guest, the you, you, the green room is like, let's say Dan Clark is a guest on the show. Mr. Clark, there's your dressing room. Feel free to shut the door and stay in there and we can come get you when it's your time. Or if you'd like to have some food, come hang out in the green room. If you'd like to have a drink, come out in the green it's room. It's like a common area outside yeah. the dressing room. It's just like concerts. You, yeah. you and I know what that's like, you know, like it's the kick it zone. Right? Totally. So, um, and, and you can have guests. So if you're a guest of the show and we were actual real guests of the show, that's where you hang out. So there's no cattle line outside. There's no sitting in the audience listening to the stupid warm-up act for an hour. Like, you're just there having a cocktail. Like, it, it was cool. It was really cool. It was a real neat experience. And then we find out who the guests were. And our Kimmel guests were really weak. They had big guests that night. Really? They had... Um, they had... Uh, Matt Damon and Will Arnett. Matt Damon and Will Arnett. Wow. Um, And those doors right there, Dan, they're in them. Like, the doors are shut. And I'm like, holy shit, Matt Damon. Not that I care about you, those guys, but those are big, big, big names, you know? So um, my dad is a talker and my dad (laughs) will talk to anyone and he's good at it. I don't know where you get it. You know, right. There you go. But. (laughs) I'm thinking, holy shit, I'm going to have a problem on my hands because if that door <laughs> swings open and Will Arnett or Matt Damon walks out, the old man's beelining them. And keep in mind, the door is shut. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like, hey, let me kick it in the common area, you know? So uh, my dad ended up talking to the band that was on that night and having a conversation with them. The PA comes get you. They sat us right up in the front, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was it, it was it was just a different experience. It was like this is the other half. So on Wednesday night, um, cattle herd at a Jimmy Kimmel show, watching the Jimmy Kimmel show rip me off. And then the next night, I'm backstage in a green room, cocktails. Matt Damon's five feet from me. I didn't see him. He stayed in the dressing room because they probably put word out that my dad was there. You know? <laughs> um, but um, they come out. We watch the show. Show was cool, it was great. We got to see our buddy Ari again real quick. And at the very end, the band leader, this guy Reggie's doing the thing. It's a really creative band that they have on the James Gordon show. The, the credits are rolling and he's coming out and he's singing to different people and he sees my dad. And my dad sticks out like a sore thumb because he's got the big black hat on, yeah. you know. And uh he comes up, hops in the row, throws his arm around my dad no shit. and basically freestyles a verse about my dad, you know, for like 20 seconds like here i am with this guy with the real cool hat and i love cool hats you know everybody's up and clapping and blah 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 blah. so my dad's stoked you know keep in mind this is the whole point of this is he is an obsessive late show right watcher right and he's um uh, you know what I mean? He's he's now probably going to be on the late show. Um, and uh, lo and behold, we watch it the next day, and they cut to commercial. Of course they did. Not commercial. <laughs> they end the show. The show goes off the air seconds right as the guy is getting ready to walk up and sing to my dad. But you see us. You actually see us. Oh, I that's mean, awesome. So you see him come up to the section, and me and my dad are just sitting there clapping like morons because they tell you, keep clapping, keep <laughs> clapping, keep clapping. Clap, clap We're clapping like morons. So the old man was seconds, seconds from having a full verse about him freestyled on one of his late night shows. So that's the story. That's what we did. It was a cool two days hanging out, but – I'm late showed out, Dan. Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It almost made me think, you know what? You had enough. I should record these like my dad and record the monologues because they're really funny. They're they're really funny, the monologues. I just don't don't like the fucking guests, man. Like, one guest was Mariah Carey. And, like, 
dude, she was 30 minutes late. She made that whole poor audience sit there because they recorded it after the fact. Sure. Sitting in the audience for 30 minutes. And I don't care about her. Other people are like, it's so exciting. We're going to see Mariah Carey. She's such a big star. Because if you're visiting from East Jibit, Michigan, and you're going to actually be in the same room with Mariah Carey, you're pretty stoked. But for me, who's not really a Mariah Carey fan, I'm like, I want to go eat. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is there like, food around here? Yeah, let me just get out of here. So let me just tell you, it all, it all boils down to something that you and I have known for a long time. There are two worlds out there when it comes to entertainment <laughs> yes. and when i saw jimmy kimmel i was a schlub on the street and i was cattle waiting for mariah fucking carry and on top of it they stole something from me and played it in front of me and i couldn't do shit because i was thrown back out on the street the next night i got to see the real inside like oh I bet you don't have a liquor license. Like, how are you serving all this free booze? Like, oh, they're not selling who's it. sitting there on the couch? Oh, Matt Damon. Oh, I don't have to wait in there and listen to all the stand-up warm-up shit? No, you get walked right out to the front row. Oh, I get to leave out a back end. I mean, it was just like, there's just such a different world. And I was, it was cool. It was cool to see that. You fucking one percenters are all the same. One percenters, you know. <laughs> you know, night one, they steal from me. Night two, they throw my dad on camera. It was just <laughs> such a different experience. So anyway, that, that's my little uh, late night saga. And it was nice to see my dad and, and hit all the late shows. But, you know, there you go. All I could think of when you were talking about going to see Kimmel is the story you told me, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. I think I was probably working at Salzer still. And you're like, down in L.A., and you're driving down Hollywood Boulevard, uh-huh. and you're like, oh, that's where they shoot Kimmel. I'm going to just look down this thing from down the road and see you know, what's happening. I'm probably fucking this story up, but this is what I remember. Okay, okay. And like, oh, welcome to tonight's musical guest, the Arctic Monkeys. Yeah! And you're like, I fucking hate the Arctic Monkeys yeah. and drive off. Oh, it's funny you remember that. Yeah, man. That was the night that I accidentally pissed in a styrofoam cup that broke on the 101 and peed all over myself. <laughs> That's what I remember about that night. But yeah, uh, they were, they were, they were, showing, they were filming a, a Arctic Monkeys a live concert, and I couldn't find out who it was. I was stuck on a, in that yeah, alley. sitting down the alley looking the down. Alley, and the whole thing was open. I'm like, who's coming out? This is going to be dope. I'm going to, you know, just I got lucky. The parking <laughs> spot, I'm right there. I'm literally going to be like side stage for an art. Uh, for a concert and I'm like this is exciting because I don't know everybody in there knows Jimmy Kimmel walks out ladies and gentlemen I'm like oh give me Rage Against the Machine or you know give me something Something awesome because I just happened to park (laughs) backstage literally and the Arctic Monkeys son of a bitch Uh, so Anyway, yes. <laughs> that's a story, Dan. So anyway, Dan, that's what's going on. It's nice to see you. It's always good to catch up. Yeah, up-ups. yeah. This has been a nice welcome back. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, do, we'll rock one next week. You know. Yeah, but, I got you know, I'd like if there, we have any listeners that are listening right now. Um, we do hit us up. Hit us up and let us know. Not not right now, but you know, send us a tweet. Send us an email. Late nights. Who do you like? Who should you, who should we watch? Because I'm thinking about committing to one. Like I feel like I need a little of that in my life. You get your news. You get your comedy. What's the show I should watch in the United? states like what is the best one to to, to see all right and I'll, we'll do a listener poll and i'll watch one putting the call out for a month and if it sucks i'm gonna roll for, so you want you want answers by next week or you want answers in a month uh, next next week all right so yeah, next week you got some coming in already no okay well, we'll get to it. We'll get you to know, it. You know, Lucy Lucy likes, you know, Fallon. She watched some Fallon, but she mm. says she normally goes to Colbert. Oh, I forgot about Fallon when I was talking about all yeah. of them. Mm. Interesting. Well, we'll get them. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I probably shouldn't watch Fallon because then Lucy will spoil everything online for me. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, folks, listen, as always, thank you here for being here. Thank for you us. very much. I hope you got a couple laughs. hope you got some insightful conversation this week. We'll be back next week. We will be back next week. Uh, we also want to know what you want to hear from us. Yes. Sarah says Fallon. Oh. Um, 
uh, yeah, if there's topics you want us to talk about, if there's topics you don't want us to talk about, if you're sick of all our bullshitting about Trump, sorry, it's probably going to continue, but we'd like to know that. Yes. Um, feedback is very helpful. We do love we feedback. We do appreciate it. We do appreciate it. And now that I know where the camera is. Yeah. <laughs> and thank you to everybody that was watching live on Facebook. Your, your input is always appreciated. We love having you here live. We do this show every chance we get. It's not regular, but, you know, every other week or so. And if you demand that Redneck Bong needs to be recorded... Let us know. I feel like we should already have that as an outro. Why haven't you been to Sweden's yet? <laughs> One more time. On the outro. It's just me and your mama and a redneck bong. That's the way that me and your mama get along. Just me and your mama. But, I mean, I need more verses, you know? We were token, we were poking, we were smoking. <laughs> All right. Well, Dan, really getting uh, in there, I, I, huh? I'm, I'm going to say it for the fans. Dan, if you will, cue the bossa nova. Sorry, that wasn't a heil. I was just saying thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you next time.
It's it's a painful listen. Prophets of doom. <laughs> and you'll be happy again. Uh, all right. Um, I'm going to say it. Cue the best of Real fresh.